teaching me. And so um, that's kind of what's coming out is I'm learning and then I'm teaching. And um, so it's just kind of a different turn, a different turn of, of, of lessons, of, of receiving the word of God, not so much a preaching, but a teaching. And so just informative deposits of God's word and from it we grow, amen? Don't let it go in one ear and out the other because you won't grow from it then. <laughs> um, today we're going to be talking about God's favoring or God favors the righteous. So I want to look at these two words, righteous and favor. Um, I looked it up both in the Webster Dictionary as well as like a Bible Dictionary. And so righteous is a person um, or conduct morally right or justifiable. Righteous is virtuous, decent, worthy, ethical, upright. Here's a Bible definition. Purity of heart and recessitude of life. Conformity of heart and life to the divine law. I like that. Purity of heart and conformity of life to the divine law. Like your life is, is, is moldable. You are clay and, and you're willing to conform to the divine word of God. Um, and God calls that a righteous person. You're willing to be molded and made and formed by his word. And he considers that a righteous person. Okay, so if you're righteous... You find favor in the sight of God. What's favor? I want to know, you know. Favor is friendly regard shown towards another, especially by a superior. Um, do you ever hear the term teacher's pet? A teacher would favor a student because of their good behavior, usually not because of their bad behavior, right? They favor them because they're a good listener, they respond, Whatever, and so they become teacher's pet. They, they, they get to be the one that helps the teacher. And that's really what God's looking for, somebody who is going to listen to him, somebody who's going to do his word, somebody who's going to be goody two-shoes. He wants that. You know what I mean? Did you ever hear that term? It's really old. Um, anyways, he wants us to hearken to his word and not just hear his word, but be a doer of his word. And when we do his word, we become teacher's pet. We become highly favored of our superior, the Father. Amen? Finding favor in the Bible means um, gaining approval, acceptance, and receiving special benefits or blessings. I want that. Who doesn't want to be on the receiving end of receiving special blessings and acceptance from our Heavenly Father. And so that's really, in a nutshell, what we're teaching tonight is how can I be righteous so that I can receive approval and acceptance from God and special benefits and blessings from God. You know, we see the word, and, and, and everything that's in it is ours. It's our inheritance. But the thing is, is there are things that we need to do in order to receive some of that inheritance. There's, there's ways, um, let's say, like if someone was going to receive an inheritance here on earth, in a will, there might be a stipulation of they need to be 18. Or they need to um, um, be married. Like they can put whatever they want there in their will. They need to be sober. They need to be this or that. Um, 
and then they can receive this inheritance. And so, yes, this word has been given to all of us. Yes, all the blessings of God are ours. Yes and amen. It's all ours. But God favors, or the ones who are going to walk in it more quickly, are the righteous. Are the ones who are, who are living in, what does righteous mean? Ethical, upright, pure in heart, conformity of heart to the divine law, to the word of God. So we're going to start in Psalms 50 or Psalms 5 verse 12. For you bless the righteous, O Lord, you cover him with favor as a shield. That sounds good to me. So he blesses who? He blesses those cuz I remember we're looking at these definitions. He blesses the upright, O Lord. He blesses the pure in heart, O Lord. And they find favor, they find acceptance, they find approval and special blessings. Cover them like a shield. They just surround them. I want people to look at me and say, she's highly favored. Not because um, I'm somebody special, maybe I am, but because I have been pleasing to God he surrounds me and covers me with his blessing and his approval, stamp of approval is upon me. Amen? We should desire that. And in order to walk in that kind of favor, we need to make sure our lives are like a sweet-smelling aroma to the Lord. Not like we haven't showered in a couple weeks and we stink. <laughs> We should, we should be giving a, a, a sacrifice of praise and, 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 and worship to the Lord by presenting our body as holy and acceptable. He said, this is your true way to worship me. And so when we present our lives as worthy and pleasing unto God, that's the kind of offering he, he can accept. That's the kind of person that finds favor with God and that he can bless. He's like, yes, I get to bless them. So who does he bless? Who does he favor? The righteous, those who conduct themselves morally and um, those who are worthy, those who are ethical, those who are pure. So you see somebody walking in the blessing of God, usually their life is not going to be filled with sin. Usually, somebody whose, whose life is, is blessed by God, not just talking financial, but somebody whose life is, is operating in the presence of God and operating in the gifts of the Spirit, and, and you can see the favor and the hand of God is on somebody, it typically means that they were found righteous, worthy, ethical, pleasing, to God in their lives. And we're going to see this from the word of God. But, but what we're trying to do tonight is try to encourage you. You want to see more of God's blessing. And you want to be used more by God. Then to make it your, your best effort to set your hand to living to please God in every arena of your life. Psalms 84.11 says, For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing will he withhold to those who walk uprightly. Not a thing. 
does our Heavenly Father withhold to those who will walk in righteousness? Not a thing will the Father withhold to those who walk um, pure and holy and pleasing to God. He doesn't want to withhold anything. You know, Christmas is coming up. I'm sure you're getting, uh, you know, if you're a grandparent, you're getting grandkids presents. And um, you don't have any desire, as a parent even, you don't have any desire to, to withhold any of that and say, you know, keep it for yourself. You buy it with the intention of blessing your child or your grandchild with it. The father has made all these things available to us, all this inheritance available to us, and he doesn't desire to withhold any bit of it. He wants to bless us with everything that pertains, and he has blessed us with everything that pertains to life and godliness, but we, we, ex, we, um, we walk in it when we walk uprightly. When we walk in a way that pleases God. No good thing does he withhold to those who walk uprightly. To those who are, are pleasing to the Lord in their lives. Um, the word of God says God's no respecter of persons. It's true. It's available to everyone. As long as you're walking uprightly. <laughs> it's not that I only want to bless this one. He wants to bless all of us and he doesn't want to withhold any good thing. But there's a, there's a stipulation here. They're having a party downstairs. <laughs> we must walk uprightly. Let our, let our lives be a life that's, that lives to please God. Let our lives be a sacrifice, an offering that's pleasing to God. We don't want to be like Cain, whose offering was detestable to the Lord. We want to give God our best. Amen. So John 14, 12 says, Those who accept my commands and obey them, they are the ones who love me. And because they love me, my Father will love them, and I will love them, and reveal myself to each of them. That's favor of God. We're talking about finding favor with God and who God decides to have as teacher's pet, who God decides to show his glory and his presence upon, which life is he going to choose? The one who's, who's choosing the way of the world, the one who's disobedient any chance they get, or, or, or the one who responds immediately to say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I'll do that. Yes, Lord, uh, that cramps my style a little bit, but I'll do that. You know, it doesn't always, you know, fit our timeline. It doesn't always uh, feel comfortable to do the things God's asking us to do, um, whatever it might be, but we're, we're ready to say, yes, Lord, send me. I'll do that. Yes, Lord, I'll bless that person. Yes, Lord, I'll pray for that person. We're, we're living a life of sacrifice, putting our flesh down, what we want down, to live a life that's pleasing unto him. That's true worship, he says. And those who love him, he said, will keep my commands. And, and yes, the Ten Commandments, but also anything else he's asking of you. Is he asking you to spend time in the word? Is he asking you to spend time in prayer? These are things that we should just be doing as Christians. But, but maybe he's, he's tugging on your heart to spend some specific time with him. Be obedient. Why? Because you want to be found righteous in the sight of God. 
You want to be found worthy in the sight of God to receive this favor that he wants to bestow upon you. I want to be found worthy. I want to be found pleasing to the Lord. Um, in the New Living um, Translation in Luke 1, 5 and 6, I want to look at these people. Why were they so used by God and the word of God? What made them special? I don't think that God just looked down the time. I mean, I think he saw down the timeline and found those who would be obedient to him. But I don't think that he was just like picking and choosing. I think that he saw ahead of time who was going to live righteously and then prophesied about them. This is just my take. Because if you see how he bestows favor upon people that it's only when they're living righteously, that only makes sense. You'll see here. When Herod was the king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah, and he was a member of the priestly, here's that word again, of the priestly order of Aba. <laughs> Maybe I'm destroying it. And his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. That's much easier. Zechariah and Elizabeth, listen to this, were righteous. What does that mean? They were ethical. They were moral. They lived a holy life, one that was set apart. They were decent, upright, and pure in God's eyes. Listen to this. Careful to obey the Lord's commands and his regulations. Somebody who's, who's found righteous is someone who's careful to obey God. Careful to do what pleases him. I'm kind of careful. The word of God tells me to think on things that are pure, lovely, honest, and of a good report. So there's some stores out there that have some unpure, like we just went to the mall to, to go some, do some Christmas shopping today. There's some stores that have some awful stuff in it right there in the mall. So I won't even enter it. I don't even want to go in there because it's, it's filled with filth. <laughs> Why wouldn't I do that? Because I want to think on things that are pure, lovely, honest, and things that are of a good report. Not that I'm going to get tripped up by those things, but I don't even want it entering through the, you know, the vessel of my eyes or, or my ears. I don't even want to hear it. I, I won't listen or watch movies that are not pleasing to the Lord. There are some that are pretty innocent, but sometimes if I'm watching a movie and there's something going on in the movie that's not pleasing to the Lord, I'll turn it off. I have to be willing. If I want to find favor with God, I have to be willing to only allow that which is pleasing to God into my vessel. So Elizabeth and Zechariah are found righteous in God's eyes, and they're careful to obey the Lord's commands and regulations. No wonder why God could use them to bring forth such a prophet, the Son John the Baptist, to proclaim the Lord's coming. To, to bring forth a son who would be the forerunner of the Savior, Jesus Christ. What an honor, what a favor, what a privilege to be the parent of such an incredible, the Spirit of God is just manifesting all over me. He's like, yeah. <laughs> what an honor and what favor they found in the sight of God to be called 
John the Baptist's parents. God looked down the, the tunnel of time to find some people who were righteous that he could find and give them favor and say, hey, you're going to be called the mother and father of John the Baptist, the forerunner of the Lord Jesus Christ. Isn't that interesting? That God searches, and I'm going to show you from the word of God, he searches the whole world to find those who are righteous in his sight so that he can show himself powerful and strong on their behalf. It's so important to God that we're living to please him in order that he can pour out his blessing and his favor. Remember, no good thing will he withhold to those who are living pure and holy and righteous in his sight. Well, that gets me kind of excited because if I know that I'm striving for purity, striving to live a life that's worthy and pleasing unto the Lord, and if I stumble, that I immediately recognize it and confess it and don't just kind of shrub it under the rug. I can get excited that I'm going to walk in the favor of God. I'm going to be blessed by God. I'm going to be used by God. He searches the whole world and he finds me or you and says, I can use them. I can show myself powerful on their behalf. Isn't that kind of exciting? I think it's exciting. So no wonder why God could use Zechariah and his wife Elizabeth because they were found righteous and pure in the sight of God. In the King James Version of the same passage, it says, There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias. And of the course of, this one actually has a different pronunciation, kind of easier for me, Abia. And his wife was the daughter of, of, of the daughters of Aaron. Her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous before God, working in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord. They were found blameless. Well, nobody's perfect, but what God sees as blameless is somebody who's striving for perfection. Somebody whose who's pursuit is to live righteously and be found pure in the sight of God. Somebody who, if somehow something sneaks in or they accidentally give in to something and they recognize that God is displeased with it, they're quick to confess. Okay? So not to say they never made a mistake in their lives, but God saw them as righteous because they were living a life of constant reflection of what's going to please God. And so God uses them. They're found blameless in the sight of God. That's what righteous is. It's, it's somebody who's found holy, someone who's found blameless, somebody who's found ethical, moral in the sight of God. And so they receive the blessing and the favor of the Lord. He finds them righteous and he says, I'm going to call you to be John the Baptist's parents. How cool. Now look at this. It's so neat. Because I just keep on going over the Christmas story and, I, and God just keeps on showing me and teaching me more. That, that what, why these people? Why in all the world did he choose these people? And it's, it's, it's because favor is given to the righteous. 
And you'll see it in, right there in the scriptures. In Luke 1, 26 through 30, it says, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King, ja King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman. Remember what favored means. Gaining approval, acceptance with your superior receiving special benefits and blessings. So God's saying to her, greetings, woman who has found acceptance and approval from God. Remember, who does God find favor with? The righteous. So he's saying, you have been living righteously. You have been living holy. You have been living blameless in the sight of God. Therefore, you have found acceptance and approval from God. You are making yourself available for blessing and benefits when you live righteously. You can expect miracles to happen in your life. You can expect God to work things together for your good when you live to please God. The Lord is with you, he says. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think about what this angel could mean. He said, don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her, for you have found favor, acceptance, approval in the sight of God. You are ready to receive blessings from the Lord. And then look at um, Joseph now. He's going to be her husband. In Matthew 119, what the Lord says about him, Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man. Look at all these people who God's using so supernaturally. Remember, God searches the whole earth to find those who are righteous, who he can show himself powerfully on, on his behalf. It's going to be the righteous. And he sees Mary and he says she's favored. Remember, the favored of the Lord only comes from living righteously. And now he looks at Joseph. Joseph's going to be the husband of Mary. What a perfect pair. Because now he's living righteously before the Lord. He was a man that, that, that strived to please God in his life. To live a holy, moral, ethical, pure life. So much so that he didn't want to, to break a law or break anything by marrying Mary, even though she was engaged because she had gotten pregnant. He didn't want to break the law. He wanted to stay right in the sight of God until an angel came and said, it's okay. So Mary and Joseph, just like Zachariah and Elizabeth, find favor in the sight of God because of their life being a sweet-smelling aroma, a fragrance, an offering of righteousness in the sight of God. They lived righteously, and that is what pleases God. Now look at Jesus in Luke 2.52. Of course, Jesus, right? You know, but he came here as a man. He came here as a man, and it says, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with both God and man. Remember, let's go back to what favor means. Favor, he, um, Jesus grew in friendly regard shown by a superior, shown by his father. 
Jesus finds favor. He gained approval and acceptance and special benefits and blessings because he was finding favor with both God and man. Why? Because he was doing whatever the Father wanted him to do. He was living to please God. And everything he said, everything he was doing, it was to please God. Amen. It wasn't just because he was God's son. It was because what he chose to live his life like. We too are sons and daughters of God. It's all about what we can choose to live like the world, but you're not going to live with the blessings of of heaven. You're not going to be walking in the gifts of the spirit if you're choosing to live an unmoral life. But if you want to find favor with God, like these men and women of God down, down through the time, that found favor with God because of their righteous living. You know, um, there is a false grace out there that convinces people that they're still going to heaven and this and that. And, and, and maybe, maybe they're walking a tightrope, okay? Maybe they'll get to heaven. Maybe they, they'll get to heaven after the, the rapture. Maybe they'll, they'll um, you know, they're kind of teetering between, or maybe they have one foot in the world, one foot out of the world, whatever the case might be. But the thing is, is they're going to walk in as little as possible of the blessing and favor of God. And it's not to their benefit to live that way. They may still get to heaven, but it's not to their benefit. It's not the way that God wants to, them to live their lives. Like I said, if, if you are a good parent and you have all these gifts for your children and all these gifts for your grandchildren, you have no intention on keeping them to yourself and keeping them away from them. God has these blessings. God has these gifts. God has these spiritual gifts that he wants to give to his children, but it can only be those who are walking uprightly that can walk in them. And so... It's robbing people of living with the favor of God upon their lives. And the enemy is a deceiver of the brethren. So he's robbing people. Of favor. In Luke 5:19, Jesus explains, "I tell you the truth. The son can do nothing by himself. He only does what he sees his father doing. Whatever the father does, the son also does. And then John 8, 28, therefore Jesus said, when you, lift, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he. And I do nothing on my own initiative, but I speak these things that the father has said. So he only does and only speaks what he hears the father saying or what he sees the father doing. What is that? That's an obedient son. So when we read the words of God or we hear the word of God or where the spirit of God is leading us to do or not do something, are we quick to obey? Because an obedient child is a moral and ethically upright child, a righteous child. When my children obey me, I'm pleased. How easy is that? When we're obedient to God, he's pleased. And we find favor in his sight. 
When I, when I live my life by the word of God, and if I see there's an area that I'm not quite doing, I make an adjustment in myself, or if God by his spirit tells me to give something of myself and I'm obedient to do it, I find favor. I find myself in a place where I can be uh, receiving the blessings and benefits of the kingdom of heaven. Because I am living to, to live a life that's pleasing unto the Lord, morally, ethically, and upright in the sight of God. And that's how Jesus lived his life. That, no wonder why he grew in favor with both God and man. Because the favor of God comes on those who live righteously. The first couple of scriptures I read said that. Jesus lived a perfect life. He lived a life that was fully submitted to the Lord as an example to you and I what a man could do because he came here as a man. Fully righteous living. Always doing only, he said, only what the Father showed him and speaking only according to what the Father was saying. And so God says, those who love him keep his commands. So if we love him, we're going to keep his commands, which actually puts us in that boat of righteous living. We're found righteous, just like Zechariah and, and Elizabeth and Mary and Joseph. We're found righteous in the sight of God, and therefore we find favor. We become teacher's pet. He keeps using us and using us, and it's not because uh, he likes us better than the others, but it's because we've positioned ourselves. There's a whole class full of people that could be used by God, a whole world full of people, and he searches the whole earth to whom he can show himself strong on their behalf. But who is he looking for? He's looking for one that's righteous. He's looking for one that's pleasing to him. Amen? Just a couple more people that the Lord looked at. And we see used powerfully by God, just proving this point, that when someone lives in a moral, upright, pure, holy kind of way, to please God, not just to be somebody special, but to please God, because they love him, they find favor in God's sight. They're used powerfully by God. Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed the Lord. He obeyed the Lord. He believed the Lord. And the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. So believing God's word, and another way of believing is doing God's word, or speaking God's word and believing it, he counts you as righteous. When we believe God's word, if you believe it, faith without works is dead. So if you believe it, you're going to be doing God's word. And if you're doing God's word and believing God's word, he says he counts you as righteous. So if I see something in the word that's correcting me, I'm not walking in love with my brother or sister, or I'm not forgiving those who have sinned against me, you know, then, then I'm really not showing myself as righteous. I'm not showing myself as someone that could be favored of God if I read that word and realize I'm not doing those things and I don't make a correction. But if I love God, I will make that adjustment, and he will say, you're righteous. 
he calls you righteous. Isn't that good? We can make that correction and he will call us righteous. In 1 Samuel 2.26, God calls Samuel righteous and, 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 and he grows in favor. Now the boy Samuel was growing in stature and in favor with both the Lord and with men. Listen, that's two times now. That's with Jesus and Samuel. You don't only gain favor with God. When you gain favor with God, you also gain favor with man. It starts affecting the world around you. Blessings start coming your way through man, through jobs, through, through um, you know, whatever <laughs> way that God sees fit to make, make a way. But, but I've seen, me and Clayton were talking about it, and he's like, I, I want to write down all the times that God worked something out that was impossible. Because it's countless, really. So many miracles, and, and we sometimes don't look at that as miracles, but that's a miracle then when God causes something to work out that was impossible in, in the, you know, in, with man. But that's favor with both God and man. And when you gain favor with both God and man, that means you are in a place where God calls you righteous. God calls you righteous. He, he sees fit to bring blessings and benefits to you. And we're, we're talking about how can I live a life that's favored by God. Well, we need to live righteously. In Exodus 33, 12 to 13, Moses said to the Lord, You have been telling me lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and I hope this is the right scripture. <laughs> and you have, oh, okay, here we go. And you have found favor with me, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. Exodus thirty-three seventeen, And the Lord said to Moses, this is the very thing that I have spoken to you and I will do. For you have found favor in my sight and I do know you by name. God knows us. God knows every hair on our head. So he also knows our thought life, if it's righteous, if it's, if it's pleasing to the Lord. He knows when we stand up, when we sit down. So he also knows when we're obedient or not obedient to his word. He knows when we walk in love or when we don't walk in love, when we walk in forgiveness or when we don't walk in forgiveness. And, and so God's saying that to, to Moses by saying, I know your name. He's saying, I know what you do with your time. And I know where, where your thought life is. And I know, um, you know, that your life is, is a pleasing aroma unto me. It, it, it's, it's an offering. I'm, I'm receiving this as worship from you. And he's, he says, you found favor with me. How can you find favor with God? You live to please God. You live righteously. And so that's how God chose Moses. Because his life was an offering. And so let our lives be an offering. In, in Genesis 6, 8... Just real quick, Noah found favor in the eyes of God. Well, we know Noah and just a few of his family members were the only ones who were living what? Righteously. How do you gain favor with God? How did they get to be the ones that build an ark and be saved out of all the people in the whole world? God found them. He searched the earth. 
who he could show himself strong on their behalf. He found Noah, his family, the only ones who were keeping the law, the only ones who were living to please God. Everyone else, it was like, live however you please. But these ones loved God, and the word of God says, if you love me, you keep my commands. So God saw that they love God, and so they found favor in God's sight, and so God uses them powerfully to restart, reset <laughs> the world and the inhabitants. God wants to use, what am I getting at tonight? God wants to use you. God wants you to be highly favored. Not that you need to be the next Mary. <laughs> God wants to use you to build an ark. No. God wants to, to use you in a powerful way to impact this world. God wants to use you with the gifts of his spirit, with dreams and visions and revelations. God wants to use you to save the next Billy Graham. God wants to use you to be the next Billy Graham. <laughs> Whatever it is. But how can you be that highly favored of the Lord? You need to be found righteous. You need to have a life that's an offering and a sweet-smelling fragrance, not a stench to the Lord's nostrils. <laughs> Sin is stinky. I can smell in my car if one of my teenage boys has not showered in a couple days. It stinks. God doesn't like stench. We don't, and so he certainly doesn't. We want to live a life of pure and holiness and cleansed by the blood of Jesus, confessing our sins, quick to, to repent when, if we've stumbled so that we're found righteous and pure and holy in the sight of God so he can use us, so we can have confidence when we come into that throne room that he can deposit anything or he can, uh, we can receive anything of heaven's blessings so that we can walk in anything that he says that we can walk in. We'll have confidence in it then if we're living righteously. We can have confidence then with the Lord that we have favor wherever we go with both God and man, just like Jesus. Amen? He was here as our example. And so God tells us how can we be mightily used by him in 2 Timothy 2.21. Therefore, how can we be found righteous? Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from these things, which are dishonorable, disobedient, or sinful. He will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and set apart for a special service, useful to the master and prepared for every good work. So this is what God was saying to Mary, to Joseph, to Zechariah, to Noah, to Moses. Every one of them, they found favor in God's sight or they were called righteous. So in other words, every one of them had lived a life that cleansed themselves of anything that was dishonorable to God. They lived a life that kept sin out. They lived a life that presented their vessel, their body, as a holy and living sacrifice to God. The kind he finds acceptable. Amen. And God's looking 
God's looking for those who are living righteous to be a vessel for his use. When Samuel was sent to find the king, you know, he gets sent to the sons of Jesse and, 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 and he looks and he's like, certainly this is the one. He's strong. He's got that chiseled chin. He's, you know, broad chest and he's, he's looks like a king. And, he, and, and God's like, no. And he goes to the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. And God's like, no, 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 no. And then he kind of says, you know, I judge in a different way. Man looks at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. Why? Because God sees the intent in our heart. God sees sin that lurks on the inside, the thought life, attitudes, and all that. So who does God go to? He goes to the youngest of the sons of Jesse. He goes to David and he had less time to become corrupt. <laughs> and he had a heart after God. He loved God so so he spent his days, yes, doing what his father said to do, you know, keeping the keeping the sheep, but he spent his days worshiping the Lord. Living life, he could be running around being disobedient to his father, and, and he could have been um, running off with the other kids and, 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 you know, being mischievous and this and that. But no, he lived a life, even as a young boy, set apart, even to, to the point where God says, he's a man after my own heart. Why? Because he strived to live righteously in the sight of God. In 1 Samuel 16, um, Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David remain in my service, for he has found what? Favor. This is the king. This is a man. David finds favor in Saul's sight, but he also finds favor in, in God's sight in 1 Samuel 2.26. Now the young man, Samuel continued. Oh, wait, this is about Samuel. But in this situation, David finds favor, and we know David is the one anointed to be king. And now this is kind of going backwards, but in um, Samuel... The young man Samuel grows in stature and favor with the Lord and also with man. It's kind of an automatic. When you find favor with God, you also find favor with man. You also become blessed and start walking in the benefits of God. When you find, when God finds you righteous, God finds you living a life that's pleasing unto him. You find that favor with God and man. Romans 8, 28 says, and we know that all things, this is where this applies now. We know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love him. Remember, those who love him keep his commands. He causes all things to work together for the good to those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Those who love him keep his commands. And if you love him and keep his commands, you're also called righteous in the sight of God. And if you're found righteous in the sight of God, we're seeing here a trend, you also find favor with God. You also start walking in the benefits and the blessings of God. And therefore then, like in the life of Joseph, you then find favor with man. Or the life of David, or the life of Samuel, you find favor with God because he sees how you're living 
to please him. And then because he favors you, because he calls you his own, because he puts his anointing upon you, because he stirs up the gifts of God within you and you start being used by God, it's not because you're someone special. It's because you're somebody who's living to please him. And you become that student, that teacher's pet, that just, it could have been anybody, but that one chose to do everything right, to be obedient, to listen when it's time to listen, to do when it's time to do. And so they become favored by God, favored by the teacher or the superior. And as a result, they find favor with man. So you really can't complain here. And I know um, jealousy can try to set in when you see someone who's highly favored by God and with man. You can kind of be jealous. Uh, the enemy tries to use that. And, and, and why does God use them so much? Why do they have this? Why does that work out for them? And he'll try to, the enemy will try to creep in there to get us to, to um, have jealousy. And, and the Bible speaks against that. Not to, um, what is the word? Covet your brother's wife or your brother's house or your brother's this or your brother's that. Not to covet somebody else's marriage. No, that's one thing to look up to somebody who's favored of God. Okay, that's fine. You see the blessing of God and you're like, God, help us to, to live righteously. Help us to live a blessed life like that. But not to covet it or become jealous of it. But if you want to find that kind of favor, you live to please God. They probably didn't get there overnight. God had to stretch them. God had to grow them. They had to become obedient in this thing and that thing. It's all a process. But you can't complain that God's choosing somebody over you or choosing sides. You can't become jealous because really it's, a, it's, an, it's an audience. It's a world full of people that God's searching the whole earth to whom he can show himself strong, to whom he can call, call favor upon, whom he can bless, whom he can benefit. He's searching the whole earth to find those who are righteous in his sight. And will he find you? Will you shine bright? Will you stand out to the Lord? It's really just in a decision in your heart that everything I do, everything I say, I want it to be a sweet-smelling aroma to God. I don't want to stink the car up. I'm going to shower with the blood of Jesus every day. I'm going to cleanse myself and present myself pure and holy every day to the Lord. So that I can also be found righteous and receive the favor of God. I'm excited. I've been saying this scripture the whole night, so I'll give you the reference. Second Chronicles 16.9. The eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen and show himself strong unto those who are fully committed to God. And I like, when, I, when a verse sticks out to me, I probably would want to read like 10 versions of that to really show me what it's saying. But really, he's looking for those who are found righteous in his sight so he can say, 
bless them, benefit them, give them favor with God and man. Hallelujah. Joseph, in Acts 7.10, is talking about him. And God rescued him out of all his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom before Pharaoh. God blesses him with a gift, a prophetic anointing. And he gets to become ruler over Egypt. Because of the favor of God on him. Imagine being thrown into prison and you didn't deserve it. Yet you're still found with a good attitude. <laughs> Ministering to those God sends you. Interpreting their dreams and, and all this. And God starts stirring up the gifts of God in him. And the favor of God comes on him right there in prison. And God uses that to raise him up to a higher place. And he finds favor with God, and as a result, he finds favor with man. You want all things to work together for your good, find favor with God. You want to find favor with God, live to please God. Be found righteous in his sight. Joshua 1.8. God's instructing us here. This book of the law, you could say the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. This is what we're supposed to be doing so we can live in a way that pleases God. Shall meditate on it day and night and be careful to do according to all that is written in it. So that, this is interesting, you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. What is that? That is favor. Let's go back and read that. What's favor? Favor or finding favor means gaining approval, acceptance, or special benefits or blessings. So if we look at the word of God and we keep it before our eyes and we meditate on it and we live and we do it, we're careful to do everything that's written in it, he says we make our way prosperous and it becomes a good success. That's finding special benefits and favor from God. And if you're living to do God's word, that's finding, um, he's finding you righteous in his sight. So all it comes down to is what Jesus did. Only doing and only saying what his father was doing and saying. And how can we know what the father's doing and saying? By the word and by the spirit. Be quick to obey. Quick to obey. Quick to repent if you don't, if you mess up. Plead the blood of Jesus. Matthew 5, 8 says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Again, that's favor. That's operating in the spirit. Uh, that's operating in, in the um, the spirit of revelation is being, being able to see God work. Blessed are the pure in heart. Well, who is pure? Well, another word for that is righteous. And you will see God. Proverbs 12, 2. A good man obtains, how do you obtain? Favor from the Lord 
a good man, a righteous man, obtains favor from the Lord. But an evil man devices. Evil? But man of evil devices he condemns. So there he's condemned. That's worded weird for me. <laughs> Proverbs 3, 4. You will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And we've learned how. So if we are living to please God, we're living to obey and do his word, we can get excited. Because God's seen you as righteous. And you're going to start finding favor with God. Benefits with God. Prosperity and success with God. And when you start getting that blessing, special benefits from the Lord, it's not there long after. According to the word of God, according to all these stories, you then result in favor with man as well. Blessings follow you. Breakthrough follows you. Favor with people follow you. a couple more scriptures. Proverbs 3, 1 through 4. And God's just teaching us how to walk in this favor. He wants it. He's not keeping these gifts away from his kids. He wants to give them, right, like, like we do for our children. My son, take it personally. My son, my daughter, don't forget my teaching. Hear God saying this to you. But let your heart keep my commandments for the length of your days and years of life. Let your life be worth living and tranquil. Oh, this is a weird version. Your life will be filled with the life's blessings. I will add it to you. Don't let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Instead, let these qualities define you. Bind them securely around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Why? This is, this is a description of how to find favor. So that you will find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. My son, how do you find favor with God and man? Don't forget my teachings. Bind them around, keep my commandments around your neck for the length of your days. They're going to add to you prosperity and wholeness, and life's blessings. Don't let mercy and kindness and truth leave you. Instead, let these qualities define who you are. Bind them securely around your neck and the tablet of your heart. Why? Because you're going to find favor and high esteem with both God and man. And what is favor? Special blessings, special benefits used by God mightily. Are you ready? Are you ready to be used by God? Are you ready to be found righteous in the sight of God? Are you ready to walk in special benefits? To allow God to, to use your vessel, fit for his use. Just live to please God. Romans 12.1 says, Dear brothers and sisters, I urge you, this is the way. I plead with you, offer 
your bodies. Give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living, holy, pure, righteous sacrifice. This is the kind he finds acceptable. This is the true way to worship him. And you know, when we are found righteous and living holy to the Lord, favor is sure to follow. Amen? And I love that in almost every single one of those passages where somebody finds favor with God, immediately after is favor with man. Because when God promotes and blesses, it's noticed by man. The blessing of the Lord makes us rich, and he adds no sorrow to it. It's just because you're living righteously. It's not because you're living to get. It's you're living to love him with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind. Every part of you is living to please him and do his commands. And as a result, you live in the blessing of God. And I'm not just talking about finances. You become a, a, a life that, that can be used by God powerfully with the gifts of the Spirit. You become a, um, a person that, that has the, the peace of God guarding their heart and mind, even though there's turmoil in the world. You can still have joy and, and laughter because there's the strength of God. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There's supernatural injections of God's spirit and of his power and his love and a sound mind. When we live to please God, we, we benefit of the kingdom of heaven. I don't know about you, but I'm encouraged even more so to keep my life holy and pure and acceptable unto God because this is what he's looking for. This is what he's searching the whole earth for. And when I live this way, I please the Father and I become his pet. <laughs> I become his favorite. You know, he, he, he doesn't choose one of us over the other. But it's those who prepare themselves to be that perfect offering, that vessel. Yes, you're ready. Let me use you. Yes, you're ready. I see you. I see you. Stand out of the crowd. There's so many even believers not even standing out. They're blending. He says, let your light shine before men so that they may know my Father in heaven. How are they going to know? The blessing and the favor of God is going to rest upon you. There's so much of Christianity who lives with a bushel over them, blending in with the world, and they're not going to find the favor of God. They're not going to shine or stand out from a crowd because the favor of God is not resting upon them. Why? Because of unrighteous living. Sure, they have a ticket into heaven. Sure, they receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, but they're not living a life continually to please God. Have you ever been in a situation where you, you've received promotion or you've, you've received um, supernatural blessing um, in some way or another, or some kind of benefit that, that you knew you didn't deserve, naturally speaking, but just knew that somehow God worked that thing out for your good? What is that? That is favor. That's that special benefit, that special blessing. It's because you found, God found you righteous. And he placed favor upon that situation. So every time if we made a list of the things that, you know, were miraculous in our lives, you can find that God find, found you as righteous and he worked it out because you were loving on him. 
because those who love him do his commands. And when you do his commands, you're found righteous. I could keep going. You're found righteous. And then you find favor. And it's a circle that goes on and on and on. But make a list. And, and think back on, on, on how you were living. Think back on, on were you seeking the Lord at that time? And why did that thing work out? It couldn't have been anything natural except for God's hand upon it. I want to walk in more favor. So what am I going to do? I'm going to keep God's word in my heart. David said, I will hide your words in my heart that I might not sin against you. So what did he do? He found favor with God. Called the man after God's own heart. Why? Because even though he wasn't perfect, he strived for righteousness. He strived to live a life that's pleasing unto the Lord. And so a number of times throughout his life, he found favor with God. The hand of God rests upon those who will be obedient to not just hear, but do his commands. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you it's alive and it's sharper than a double-edged sword. Lord, I just pray that your word would just cut through anything that would hinder us from finding favor with you, anything that would hinder us from, from being righteous in your sight. God, I ask you to deal with our hearts. I pray for the power and the, the um, conviction of the Holy Spirit to get all over us in any area. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to show us any area that's displeasing to God because we want to be righteous in the sight of God. We want to find favor with God. We want to, to love God and do his commands. And so we ask you, Lord, by your word, by your spirit, cut into our hearts to our innermost beings and reveal to us anything that is detestable, stinky in your sight <laughs> so that we can repent, so that we can apply the blood of Jesus, so that you can remove it, Lord. We just yield and surrender to you, God. We offer, so that tonight, Lord, we offer our bodies, consecrate our bodies, to you, Lord, our vessels to you as a holy living sacrifice. We pursue you, God. We pursue righteousness because we want to be found righteous in your sight. We want to be used by you, God. Lord, let your favor rest upon each one of these, Lord. As they make these adjustments, Lord, let your favor watch over this word and perform it, Lord. Show them how, how true your word is so that we can get excited about serving you and pleasing you because all things start working out for our good because we are loving and being obedient to you. In Jesus' name, amen.